What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we are talking about program splits, all about uh, designing better programs. And we're going to be talking today about rest and recovery and the way that you need to build your program split in order to get insane results. Welcome to the podcast, Tribe. Big shout out to everybody joining us uh, on the Sound of Movement. Uh, special welcome to everyone on YouTube. Hit that like button for us. Helps the channel grow and uh, answer the question of the day. What's your current training split and how's it working for you? We'd love you to share some of your results. Now, if this is the first time joining us, my name is Yanni Bormeister. Across the table from me is my brother, Rad Bormeister. Behind the mic is Richard, the voice of God. And we are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. We turn driven people into athletes. Uh, now, today's discussion is uh, is very, very important. It's uh, continuing on on how to, to, to design better programs. God, I got tongue-tied there. And, uh, and we want you guys to understand a couple of the key strength and conditioning principles uh, that go into how to design better programs. We spoke yesterday about progressive overload, which is arguably the most important variable or principle in programming. Today, we're going to talk about the principle of supercompensation. Now, I want to uh, share a, uh, an example of supercompensation first that is outside of uh, the gym, outside of strength and flexibility training, it, 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 how it applied to my running training recently and uh, we'll kick that off first but before we do I want to pre-warn anyone who's listening to the podcast anyone who's watching on YouTube and, and most importantly anyone who's joining us live in the UMS Movement Mastermind that in three days time we are launching our 12 days of Christmas sale the 12 days of Christmas sale is going to provide a unique opportunity to join our online coaching program with a bundle of added extras that we usually do not make available uh, and we will give you a little bit more info on what that means over the next couple of days um, so get ready three days and counting how are you rad yeah i'm good i'm good how are you richard pretty good pretty good i always like to let richard get a voice in just before we get started because rad and i can both talk underwater about these topics uh, in a moment we're going to reveal the textbook um, uh, description of supercompensation what it means uh, but first of all i want to just uh, share a story about how it's been working for me in my running, uh, uh, six weeks ago, I decided that I was going to increase my ability to run again. Uh, seven years ago, if you don't know, I had a knee reconstruction after a football injury, and uh, I haven't been able to run more than a couple of hundred meters pain-free since then. Uh, it's my fault. I didn't rehab properly. I rehabbed in the gym for strength and flexibility, but didn't really take the rehab beyond that into running again. So I've slowly, progressively overloaded my body by introducing a brisk walk first, then a walk-run uh, interval, and slowly building that up to today, I had a breakthrough where I ran about five of the 5.65 kilometers and just did short walking intervals in between to bring my heart rate back down to a level that was not going to fatigue my body too much. Uh, now... Above and beyond the concept of progressive overload, what has been very important for me is how much recovery I've given my body in between 
the stimulus. If I was to run every single day or even walk every single day at a really intense pace, it wouldn't have worked out for me. So I've varied the intensity and on the majority of days, I've taken it quite easy and not let my heart rate go above about 110 beats per minute. But then on uh, uh, one instance every three days, roughly 72 hours, I have allowed my heart rate to go right up to 160 beats and I've increased those little run intervals on those days. And that is because I wanted to have a maximum response to the adaptation. I wanted to adapt as best I could and let my body's tissues uh, strengthen to, the, to their maximum capacity. And that is referred to as super compensation. So what we wanna do is, um, really dive deep into how we do this in our programming and Rad's going to explain that in just a moment but before he does I'm going to give you the 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 theory uh, behind super compensation which is related to the general adaptation syndrome a theory about how the body responds to stress it was introduced in 1946 by an endocrinologist called Hans Sale Sale proposed that when subjected to stress the body goes through several phases to adapt to that stress the result is that the harder you stress your body provided you rest long enough afterwards the higher the peak of adaptation and the highest peak of adaptation is called supercompensation and it's best illustrated with a nice um, um, drawing or, or, or diagram which we can't do here on the show but we just want you to visualize that you know if you've got a flat line running across a page that's your current state of physical preparedness it might be strength flexibility or fitness when you stimulate the body with exercise you actually drop below that line of capability uh, immediately after the stimulus and that's where you feel fatigued and your body might be a bit sore and you know things uh, might even feel a bit uncomfortable or hurt you might get doms if it's strength training or, or running it, it, actually stretching as well you can get stretching doms and that period of um, um, below your starting point um, capability is then um, after about 24 hours, it starts to curve up and eventually you, your, your abilities bounce well above the starting point. And that curve slowly tapers off over the next three to four days until it returns to your, your start point. But if you reintroduce stimulus at the top of that curve, then you will continually progress, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you explain that and how it looks in a strength and flexibility training? Well, yeah, instance. I mean, even just to just to simplify what you just said there, you you know, if you talk about first, if we just talk about strength training, you you know, you grab some dumbbells and you do ten reps of something, um, three to five sets, and you. Um, you know, and you're in pain and there's no way that you could do that same workout again and then you rest and recover and you come back uh, if you take the right amount of recovery, which is usually 48 to 72 hours on the same muscle group, you come back and you're a tiny little bit stronger. And then that process over time all adds up to over um, what we call a mesocycle, um, which is six weeks at Unity Gym that you see some, some nice strength gains. So that's in a nutshell how it is. But then to go deeper into supercompensation, what Yanni described is what I would call on a, a micro level, like on a micro cycle, uh, how supercompensation occurs, like from workout to workout. Um, but what where I really focus on supercompensation when I write programs is how it occurs over a meso and a macro cycle. So a meso a micro cycle refers to one week. And in, in our case, there's different ways to do it. Um, 
and a mesocycle refers to a series of microcycles, so six weeks in the UMS, and then a macrocycle refers to a series of mesocycles, which is four mesocycles in the UMS, meaning microcycle a week, mesocycle six weeks, macrocycle um, 24 weeks. So we do two macrocycles in a year, and then for the last four weeks of the year, we do a really offbeat um, program that really mixes things up for people. So the way it works, if you do it properly, you actually, um, you'll actually go into a state of what's called, when you, when you introduce the right stimulus of training, you have the right recovery and everything, you get into a state of what's called overreaching, where you can't produce the same strength that you could produce at the start of your mesocycle, even within your best efforts. Um, and that's actually something that people really misunderstand. Like the, the goal of, of the UMS programming, if um, at least once you get past the foundations phase, this is not the goal in the foundations phase, but once you get past that phase into the progressions phase, the goal is definitely to get into a state of overreaching at some stage during your mesocycle. And if we get it all right, it'll be on week five in peak week. And in that state of overreaching, that's when you can't produce the same strength that you produced last week, it, no matter how hard you try. And where people get this wrong is that when they, f they feel the state of overreaching, they don't understand it. And so what they think is that they're not trying hard enough and they need to try harder. And you cannot push through a state of overreaching. You just can't do it. Your body needs the only thing that will ever get you out of it is, is recovery. But this is a good thing because then when you, when you recover and you take a deload week, which is usually a five-day period, it's during that deload period that you supercompensate and you go through that process that you described before, which means that you, your, your baseline level of strength now increases. Um, and that's the goal of training. And this is where so many people get this wrong because they don't understand this. There is a lot to think about. There's a, there's a lot that goes into good programming. And so people take the easy way out, which is I'm just going to train hard every day. And that, that's an easy way out. That, that's not a, that's, don't think that you're doing better than anybody else if, if your attitude is just, I'm just going to train hard every day. You're not. You're taking an easy way out because you're not, you're not being smart. You're not yeah. putting the work in to figure out how to do it. Or you're not investing in working with a coach that's going to show you how to do it. So that's, that's not the better way. You're not doing better than other people if your attitude is just go hard or go home. Well, you can't turn up every day. I mean, we, we, in a perfect world, we'd love to think that you can just turn up and train at, at, at balls to the wall at 110% every single day. And it makes it really easy because you don't really have to think about it. And it, it is, you're right in saying that it is a lot of work. Like it's, 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 a, it's a pain in the butt being a trainer and a coach and having to design your own workouts it and is. programs. And I find it so much easier just joining in with the class here. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that I could probably do more, that gives me a better workout because I can just switch off and just do what is, has been designed. Well, we've know? got personal trainers that, that have been trainers for a decade that train with us here yeah um, and when I ask them how they're going they smile and go man I, I just love not having to think about think what I'm going to do it. in the oh, gym I love just be turning up and yeah. having this great program written for me and I just do it you know yeah there's nothing more liberating than having a coach design all of your stuff for you telling you what to do oh, awesome. you know turn up and just switch off uh, I want to give a quick shout out because I forgot to do it at the start uh, to the guys that are joining us live good morning Lee good morning Christy uh, Christy is joining us from Connecticut and uh, yeah we would like to um, Give everyone a big warm welcome on the UMS Movement Mastermind. The group is cranking. It's growing at quite an alarming rate, yeah, really. And really to, to, yeah. to think that we probably refuse entry to half the people that apply because they don't agree to our code of conduct. It's, uh, it's a very, very um, great group. Now, 
I, I want to dive into a comment from one of our new uh, one of our new members to this group because it's very very um, poignant <coughs> to what we're talking about today. Uh, 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 Rob, if you're watching or listening, shout out to you. He's given us a huge comment here. If you want to scroll down now, I'm not going to read the whole comment because it is a very, very big comment, but essentially he's shared what he's working on at the moment with his physio. He's shared that he, you know, he's uh, 40 years old and he's got persistent lower back issues uh, for over six years. And he's, you know, quite frustrated. He was seeing a personal trainer before lockdown and has lost connection with them. He's also dabbled in our programs and, uh, but he's never been able to put it together properly. And he's essentially asking, you know, what, what can I do to put everything together and, uh, and, and sort of try something. He has said that he's initially tried our UMS program last year and, and sort of struggled to in getting the volume in due to his lower back recovery, uh, and work-life balance. And, you know, the, the, the thing that I want to sort of say to Rob and anyone else who's listening here is that at some point in your life, you have to take, make a choice whether you stay where you are or whether you move forward beyond your current uh, setbacks. And this is something that I refer to as a breakthrough moment. I had a breakthrough moment this morning where, you know, when you have a breakthrough moment, it, 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 it's, it's quite unique and, and challenging. You know, uh, uh, previous hurdles become stepping stones on your journey. Hindsight proves you were always going to rise to the challenge, but pri and prior failures become necessary lessons. The plan seems to just fall together. Uh, and I think that um, uh, our friend Rob in the group is at a, at, a, at a breakthrough moment in his life where, you know, he, he's, he's saying he's, framing and highlighting that he's got a six-year problem that's been really hindering him. And I know, Rad and I both know what it's like to have um, uh, spinal injuries. Um, we've both had quite severe spinal injuries. It's horrible. But there's no real way to sugarcoat this. You have to decide. You have to make a choice to go all in. Do you want to overcome that or do you not want to overcome that? And then you need to follow the plan follow the program, stick to the program. Um, I don't really, um, uh, if, if you follow the program using progressive overload and supercompensation properly, it is very hard to fail. You know, it is very, very hard to fail. You may uh, get the calculations wrong and overdo it, but if you manage load and you do it really nice and progressively, and I speak through experience because I've overcome a severe lower back problem doing this, you will achieve your desired goals and results, you know, but you have to go all in on it. You have to decide. You can't do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You can't do what the physio is telling you to do and then try to do little sections of the UMS program. You've got to go all in on it, you know, and I really, really um, uh, believe that if you are suffering some sort of an injury, like our friend uh, Rob, uh, you've just you just got to decide like put 2020 behind you it's been a challenging year for all of us and let's go all in on 2021 and let's follow a proper periodized program that has a, gr a great training split don't make any excuses about work-life balance 
because you're deciding. You're either going to do it or you're not. I remember once a mentor of mine said to me, uh, "Are you? Are you're either going to do this or you're not, yeah. and it's your choice. Yeah. You know, you make that choice. You make the choice yeah, to, the, to make all excuses. The excuses and everything. And yeah, you know, when I look at if you knew the hours that Yanni and Richard and me work, and you know, Yanni and I have both got families." Um, and I, there are so many things that I've given up um, that I would love to be doing because I just made the choice and it was hard. There were periods of time where it was hard to accept that there were certain things that have always been a part of my life for a long time that I just, I thought, what, where do I want to be in a year from now? And, um, and I'm very, very glad that I made the choices that I did because it's, um, you know, shaping me into the person that I want to be and having the things that I want rather than, you know, just sort of working on default and making excuses for not being able to do the things that are really, really important. And, you know, make if anybody's listening to this or watching this, you obviously care about your body and you're obviously looking for something a little bit more. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening um, to what we're saying here. Make no mistake that an investment in a good program with a good coach is going to be one of the investments that pays off for you more than anything. There's nothing in life that won't benefit from being strong, fit, flexible, athletic, switched on, you know, your mood, if your mood elevates, your sense of self-worth elevates, and when that elevates, everything changes. But then if you go on the other, on the other side of the spectrum, if you imagine if you go the other way, and if your fitness and health and strength and flexibility diminishes, everything suffers. Yeah, everything suffers, and in, in the very least, your self-esteem and your self-worth will suffer, and your just your your ability to be energized and and be switched on. And what isn't going to suffer if that suffers? Yep. You know? What yep. isn't going to suffer? Yeah. Now, specifically for Rob, um, last year we weren't doing the weekly group coaching. Like we were just still designing what UMS is. So I dare say that that what we do now is far superior to what he tried a year ago. Um, I don't understand, uh, you know, he's, he's essentially saying, I feel that I might need something a bit more bespoke. What does that mean, bespoke? I think it means like customized. Yeah, I th I bespoke, made for a particular customer or user. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, but the, the reality is, and we yeah, all think yeah, that we, we need, we all think that we need something specific to us and our needs. The problem is that we actually need to rise to the challenge. Now, for me to start running again, I couldn't fit it in during the day. I've got two young kids. I've got a, a wife who needs to get to the gym in the morning and train as well before work. So the only way I could do it is if I get up at five o'clock or four, you know, a little bit um, before five, get myself ready and go for a run then, you know, and, sure. and, and then I'd get back and, and, and I'd take over getting the kids up and get them ready and she mm -hmm. comes to the gym, you know, and it's, it hasn't been easy. It absolutely mm -hmm. hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it, you know, well, and. You, you know what I think? I think it's really important to, to address this, this idea of I need something more bespoke. Um, the truth is that maybe you do, but you know what that costs? Do you wanna know what the financial investment is to get something bespoke that's going to be good that's going to be good yeah you're talking an hour 150 an hour and at best you're talking 100 to 150 us dollars a week for online coaching that won't give you even close to the same level of feedback that you get for the ums 
uh, online coaching subscription. And I know that because I do online coaching myself and I've done it many, many times with, with coaches to get to where I am. And the level of feedback and the level of coaching that you get is nothing compared to what we provide. Mm. And we, we, we've worked very, very hard to figure out a way to be able to provide a higher level of service. Now, that comes from many reasons. It comes from one of the reasons is that we have a group that is only for the UMS online coaching group. It's not like this group where you have three and a half thousand people in there. So it's only the people that are subscribed to that program. So when people ask questions, a lot of the time, our more advanced students that have gone through that, they'll answer you mm. in great detail. Yep. And anybody that doesn't get that answer will get a, a direct answer from you and I doing the weekly coaching call. Now, yes, a, a custom program by somebody that assesses you and writes a program for you will be exceptional if they're a good coach. But to have that process continue, how much are you willing to invest? Because man, that's gonna cost you some but, money. But that, but that, this is why I don't understand that he's done UMS because that's what we do. Yeah. It, every six weeks you assess your body and we help you customize your program. Yeah. Uh, uh, with exception to the in, um, introduction, which is about symmetry balance, uh, agonist antagonist balance and strength and flexibility balance which is our foundations program but it's a done for you program because it's a, an introduction to proper program periodization and principles that is in by nature a little bit to get your head around and we want it to be as smooth a transition into proper the world of proper programming as possible it's also a program that because of the online coaching uh, the, the the Facebook group and everything we do we can help you customize it if there's something that's not working for you yep. and that's why i want to um, challenge rob to get back into that group because you, you you've never i don't think you've experienced the, the the ums online coaching the way that it's it was meant to be designed i'm I, i'm not sure um uh yeah i'm not sure what at what level you, you 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 tried it you know but for everyone else out there who's listening who's just tuning in um like you've got you've got to understand that you when you have an issue like this it, it's either going to go one of two ways it's either going to get worse or it's going to get better it never stays the same because by nature our bodies are aging and and with age comes more compromise becomes a a, a tissue a, a, a less a more vulnerable tissue in the body you know bones muscles tendons ligaments they're either getting stronger or they're getting weaker you know there's no middle ground you don't stay the same because you're aging, you know, and so you can t you can flip it on its head, or you can just uh, accept your fate and and just you're just slowly sort of dying. Dare I say it, you know? Mm. And so uh, Rob and everyone else out there who are sitting there with an issue, with an injury, and they're making excuses as to why they can or can't fit a program in to fix or solve that problem, uh, you got to make a choice. You're either going to do this or you're not. Yep. And if you're not going to do it, man, I feel for you, you know, I feel for you. I sympathize, but I also challenge you to not settle. Don't mm. accept that fate, you know, make a choice. 2021, make it your best year. Get busy planning to make 2021 your best year. Don't settle. If you understood the amount of injuries that I've had over my life, that the average person, it would have just crumbled them. I've, I've had, I've sat there in front of surgeons and physios and multiple times with them just looking at me going, oh man, look, you know, this is, this is a real life changer, this one. And 100%. I've never, ever settled for it. And it's a process of just understanding that 
It's a process. Yeah. It is a process. It's not a destination. You're not going to just find the magic pill and do it. Um, and and that's what something like the um, the UMS is. It's a, it's it's about um, becoming part of a process that will it, it will uncover issues in your body. That's the idea. But then you'll learn how to deal with those issues. And yeah. unfortunately, for a lot of people, some of these issues take time to overcome. Yeah. Some of them, some of them, you'll never fully overcome. The the process is about just making them not get worse and hopefully a little bit better. But you're like, I've got issues in my body that I'll never overcome. But through the UMS, I'm able to make sure that they are gradually getting better over time, rather than getting worse over time. And that is enough. Because like, for example, my lower back, like the pain that I feel in my lower back from my pars defect and spondylolisthesis, if I don't train in the UMS, if I don't do what we do, it takes about a week before that pain requires painkillers yeah. and anti-inflammatories. And when I do train, it, the, it's fine, there's no problem. Yeah. But the pars defect and the spondylolisthesis is always there. Yeah. If you put me on an x-ray or if you even just look at me standing and you look at the shape of my spine, you'll always see it. Yeah. And whenever I see a video of myself, I'm always like, fuck, is that what my back looks like? Like it's full but, on. But you've made a choice to focus on the performance side of your attributes rather than the hindered side of yeah, your attributes, right. you know? And that's the really key thing. Phil, Phil, our physio, talks about that all the time, you know, this injury identity. And this is what I want to also, I want to I want to end end on for uh, specifically for, for, for the comment here from Rob. You know, he talks about um, he struggled with getting the volume in each week due to lower back recovery time, flare-ups, and work-life balance. Uh, now, you, you, the, the, the concept of flare-ups, I'm going to challenge anyone who's got an injury that, that, that your, your number one goal is to build load capacity in the tissues that are ca causing you grief, okay? And that is going to take a little bit of discomfort. You cannot build load capacity in an area of your body that is compromised without challenging and stimulating that area and progressively overloading that stimulus. Load uh, capacity refers to your the, your ability to, um, to withstand, withstand load. A, a, a combina and load is a combination of intensity, which is how heavy you lift, and volume, which is how much you lift. Yeah, how, how many much, reps, how, how long many sets, it's how long. exposed yep. to the tension. Okay. Now the flare-ups are spasms. They're the body saying, "Okay, I have exceeded my load capacity. I need you need to." Give Give me some time to adapt so that I can come back a bit stronger. The worst thing you can do at that point is go, oh, I'm experiencing discomfort. I'm never going to do that again, or I'm going to stop doing that. That's not the idea. That's not what the body's telling you to do. The body is telling you that you need to keep stimulating this. You need to keep building load capacity, you know? And so my final advice for Rob and anyone else out there who's, uh, who's relating to this story is, your injury, if it's been six years since it started, the injury is done and dusted, my friend. It is only your body um, uh, sending you pain signals because of your history and because of a lack of load capacity. It's not feeling confident in that area yet, and you need to strengthen that area. And you are not going to do that by lying on the floor doing the types of exercises that you've listed here from your physio. Physios are fantastic at helping you identify and diagnose an issue and in most cases get you started on the process 
process of strength training. Unless you're working with a very good sports physio, someone like Phil or Nilesh who work with us here, they are not going to be able to take you above and beyond that point. In my experience, they just don't. They don't really prescribe beyond that initial point of rehabilitation. Now, I've worked with a lot of great physios in my life, and I've also worked with some pretty lousy ones, uh, especially the I ones that, that I... I'd say I've worked with a couple of great physios and a lot of really shit ones. <laughs> well, look, you know, it, it just depends on where people specialize. But um, you absolutely listen to your physio, but you also need to, <laughs> you need to question. If you've been dealing with this for six years, it is time to do something different. It is time to go all in. I can't stress that enough. There is a life that doesn't involve you having lower back pain. And, uh, and you just got to make the decision that you're going to go for it, you know? Yeah, and my final thought is going all in doesn't mean training hard. Yeah, We're not absolutely. saying going all in means suck it up and push through. That That is not what we're saying. Going all in means that you make a decision that you're going to make a habit of daily movement and daily exercise. And what that means is there is a process of understanding your load capacity, which is you work out, the next couple of days your pain feels worse and you go, oh, I went too hard. That is not a sign of, oh, that was wrong, I've that got to stop. Wrong thing to do. That yeah. means, okay, next time go back and halve the load. Halve yeah. the load that you did, halve the intensity, halve the volume and see how that makes you feel. And it yeah. is very likely that if you do that the next time it won't hurt. And then you go, okay, let's increase the load a little bit. And, uh, and it is a process of doing that over and over again before you understand your load tolerance. And before you know it, I'm gonna tell you a, a very quick story to finish off. One of our members, Nick, um, I think it's Nick Clark, um, he joined at the start of this year, just before COVID. And when he joined, I will never forget it. He came in, he's in his, he'd be, I'd say he's in his early to mid thirties. He's definitely younger than I am. Um, and he, when I showed him the Jefferson curl, he just looked at me and went, oh man, I, I, I can't do that. And I said, why not? And he said, oh, I've got herniated discs and I just know it's gonna make my back so bad. And I said, all right, let's grab a four kilo kettlebell and we'll give a go. And he went, man, I, I really don't want to. Hey, like, like any weight, if I pick it up and go like that, it's just gonna hurt me. And I said, okay, fair enough. Let's do it with no weight at all, okay? All I want you to do is go through this motion. And I showed him the motion of the Jefferson curl and he went through it. Now, that was the start point. Then there was this whole process that I'm not gonna go through. Yep. And the last time I saw him deadlifting was during our um, wave loading six weeks ago. Not the last time I saw him, but the last time I took note and I made a video of it and put it on Instagram. You can see it where he weighs about 85 kilos and he deadlifted 140 kilos for two reps. And I went up to him and said, Jesus, Nick, your back's gotten better, isn't it? And he just smiled and went, yeah, man, it's not really there anymore. Mm. You know, 140 kilos. So that's, for those of you in the States, we're talking about, I think it's like 200 and, or 300 pounds, maybe 320 pounds or something, something like that. It's yeah. some serious weight for somebody that only a year ago wouldn't even pick up a weight in a, in a forward bend pattern because he was so scared that it was going to wreck his back. Yeah. And you know what most people would have done? Oh, no, 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 I can't do it. No, I can't do that. Uh, look, I did it. Yeah. I did it for decades yeah. because I was told by surgeons and, and, and physios that I could never deadlift, that I should never deadlift, and it ended up becoming the very thing I needed most. Yeah. And this is what I want to finish on, guys, with injuries, super compensation, progressive overload are essential. You need to follow a good program that 
with coaches that understand these principles. They are essential key principles to the development of strength, flexibility, and fitness. And in 99.9% of all pain situations, remember pain is a symptom from the brain. There is no question about it. Uh, it, it is often because of a load capacity issue and you are exceeding the load capacity, the body is warning you that you're doing that and it's sending you a pain symptom. And the answer to your problem is not to avoid that thing, it is to progressively overload using most likely that thing. You know, it is to build your load capacity through strength and then flexibility and end range strength. Uh, and I just urge everyone out there who's suffering a little bit right now to take that into consideration. Do not hide from the things that challenge you. Break through them. Absolutely. Have Until a good tomorrow. day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.